Let's hit a bong. You don't give a what, what, we don't give a what, what. Welcome back, everybody. It's your boy, Buddha Brad, the lyrical analyst inspired by cannabis, and you guys are tuned into a very special episode of Earbuds. For this week's show, I'm going to pay homage, pay respect, and dedicate this to a rapper that unfortunately passed away recently. Earl Simmons' Darkman X DMX died last week, so I want to dedicate this show to him. Instead of choosing one DMX song, I thought what I would do is choose a couple of them and then go through them, you know, highlight some of the lyrics I like, and provide you guys with some fun facts. So DMX released his first debut album in 1998. It was called It's Dark and Hell is Hot, and it contained the single Rough Riders Anthem. The album debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 chart and sold over 5 million copies. In the same year, DMX released his second album, Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood, and it debuted again at number one on the Billboard 200 and went multi-platinum. These two albums made DMX the first rapper in history to have two albums debut at number one and two albums go platinum in one year. DMX has a crazy life story. I mean, I would recommend you guys reading up on him or finding a documentary and watching it. Like, for example, DMX, I mean, without a doubt, in my mind, is probably one of the best rappers when it comes to his ad-libs. The way he screams, and the way he barks, I mean, it just sounds so fucking rough, rugged, and tough. Have you guys ever asked yourself why DMX does these barking sounds? Well, the reason why he does it is because DMX used to be a jackboy. And instead of robbing people with a gun, he used to have a pit bull that he used to rob people with. His philosophy was, a bullet can't chase you but a dog is gonna fucking get you. So in his rap, when he does these sounds, he's kind of referencing his street life and basically his occupation and his tool of choice. But let's get into the music. So for this week's show, I'm gonna be choosing four DMX songs. We're gonna be discussing Get It On The Floor, What's My Name, Party Up, and finally, Rough Riders Anthem. But first things first, I can't be a lyrical analyst if I don't have any cannabis. For those guys that haven't heard any of these songs yet, go down to the description, listen to all of them, and then come back and join us. And for the rest of us, let's get into this motherfucking chronic break. So the first song I want to talk about is Get It On The Floor. Get It On The Floor is off of DMX's fifth studio album, The Grand Champ. This song was produced by Swiss Beats. Swiss Beats wrote this so he could keep DMX in the club. Swiss Beats used to be a DJ in clubs so he understands the importance of having your music in there. They already had Rough Riders Anthem and What's My Name so he wanted to keep the hot trend going. So the first lines I want to talk about are actually part of the first verse for the song. So here, DMX reintroduces himself, and he tells his foes, Yo, this is what's going to happen to you if you act up, especially if I'm stressed. Once again, it's the dark and here to spark and pick apart and but the dog is bigger under stress. So unless you want to get blessed to the chest with slugs from the Smith and West, rest. Once again, it's the darker nigga. 
Let it spark a nigga, pick apart a nigga Cause the dog is bigger, under stress So unless you wanna get blessed to the chest With slugs from the Smith and West So for the first line, once again, it's the dark While DMX isn't necessarily describing his skin complexion, he's going by his name. DMX is a short form for Dark Man X. And in the second line, when DMX says he's here to spark, well, he doesn't mean he's going to spark them up like give them a light for a cigarette. He is going to light them up, however, but he's going to do it with his gun. For the rest of the verse, I just love the way that S sound rhymes and it goes back to back to back and he fucking just makes it sound so smooth. The words stress, unless, bless, chess, smith and west, rest, they all rhyme. And the final word rest is such a cool way of saying, yo dude, unless you want to get clacked up and killed, you better calm down or take a rest. The second line can be interpreted as such. DMX isn't worried about any problems because he has this rap game on lock due to his incredible skills. There hasn't been a problem, I dissolve them like salt, lock it up like a vault whenever wreck is caught. So when you first hear this, the line, whenever wreck is caught, sounds like he's about to get into a fight. In actuality, whenever wreck is caught, it's slang term for getting mad respect for your skills. And when he says lock it up like a vault, he's talking about the rap game. He's saying that I'm going to have this rap game on lock or I'm going to control it because I'm going to get so much respect because of my lyrical ability and my rap style. So you know that don't start nothing, it won't be nothing part of the song? Well, that was actually Swiss Beats mentality. I didn't know about this until I read up on it, but apparently Swiss Beats was a gangster. I knew his two uncles that co-founded Rough Riders were gangsters, but I didn't know about Swiss Beats. He used to rob people, sell drugs, run with older cats, and him and DMX used to do some dirt together. But when he got into music, he wanted to stay away from that hood mentality because he started thinking about a bigger picture. He wanted to make it big in music, so when he was out at a club and he saw altercations or he saw someone acting up, he would try to avoid it. But at the same time, he wasn't a punk. He wouldn't initiate anything, so that's why if no one started anything, there wouldn't be anything. But he wouldn't hesitate to shut that shit down if shit hit the fan. It won't be nothing. Don't start nothing. It won't be nothing. You want to start something? It's going to be something. You want to start something? It's going to be something. Yo, don't start nothing. It won't be nothing. Don't start nothing. It won't be nothing. You want to start something? Let's move on to the second song. What's My Name was the first single released from his third studio album, and then there was X. When asked about this song, he said he wrote it so people can feel how they want to feel. Not everyone wants to be cheered up all the time. Sometimes you're having a bad day and you just need a fucking banger so you can just blast in your car on the way to work, on the way home, and just kind of let your aggression out. People don't want to be happy all the time, and DMX is one of these people, so that's why he wrote this song. This song was produced by Self and co-produced by Irv Gotti. Irv Gotti was a former CEO and co-founder of Murder, Inc. If you don't know him by name, you probably know him from this song that he produced. So Self and Irv Gotti sampled Richard Adensel's Warsaw Concerto. And what they do with it, it's just pure fucking magic. Here, take a listen, guys.
they took that, put a little bit of hip hop influence, and it became this. So for the first line I want to discuss, DMX proves that he believes in the Rough Rider mantra ride or die. And he's going to ride and die for his homies that are going to ride and die for him. I shed blood for my people that'll keep you looking see-through if you ever try to creep through. Some of us do, but most of us don't. That's just how a nigga feels. I shed blood for my people that'll keep you looking see-through if ever you try to creep through. So I like this line for two reasons. One, the multiple syllable rhymes. Keep you see-through, creep through all multiple syllable rhymes and they come back to back to back. So you just fucking bounce, bounce, bounce through this line. Secondly, what's DMX saying here? His friends aren't going to make his enemies see through by showing their true motives or, you know, what their real personality is. They're going to literally make them see through with bullet holes. They're going to get riddled up with so many bullets that you can literally see the other side behind them. For the second line, I like the way DMX uses almost two identical sentences with just a slight change in the tense to make two different meanings. Last time you saw that is the last time you'll see that. So here the word last means two different things. The first use of the word last means to refer to the most recent time you saw this individual. And the second time that he uses the word last, it's meant to refer to the final time that you'll see this individual. So again, the last time you saw that dude, it'll be the last time you saw that dude. And then DMX goes on to say that he's pretty much going to kill your entire family. The death in your family is going to stop when there's only one person left, which is your grandmother. Let's bring it back to Swiss Beats for the final two songs. The next song we're going to talk about is Party Up. So in an interview, according to Swiss Beats, DMX was most likely frustrated the day that they recorded this. Everything was moving fast at the record label and there was a lot of fucking tension and a lot of fucking pressure. So what they did was use this insanity as part of their inspiration for their music. So at the beginning of the song and in the chorus, when DMX says, y'all gonna make me lose my mind? Most likely that's how he felt that day. So the first verse I want to talk about, DMX describes how he's going to handle an altercation. It's not going to be talking anymore. And any bystanders that come by and, you know, don't mind their own business, well, something's going to happen to them too. I bring down rain so heavy it hurts the head. No more talking. Put him in the dirt instead. You keep walking lest you're trying to end up red. Because if I end up fed, y'all end up dead. So obviously DMX is not talking about bringing down precipitation. And unlike a lot of other rappers, he's not talking about opening up his pockets and making it rain. Instead, DMX is going to pull a Frank Costanza and rain blows down on your head. And after that, there's no more conversation to be had because he's just going to bury you six feet deep. 
And if someone comes by and they don't mind their own business, well, they're going to end up red, meaning that DMX is going to draw blood. And the final line, because if I end up fed, y'all end up dead. That means that if I end up eating, it means I robbed you and killed you to get mine. The second line I want to talk about, I think it's sick because DMX is describing a robbery. The bigger the order, the more guns we brung out. Run up in there, everybody come out. Don't nobody burn out. Sun in, sun out, I'ma keep the gun out. The bigger the order, the more guns we brung out. Well, order here is used to describe either a big drug order or a bounty. And the reason why you need more guns is because if there's a big stash that you're going after, chances are they're fucking got a huge group of people protecting it and they're all strapped up. So you need to have more firepower if you're going to have a chance of winning and taking the stuff off their hands. And the final part of this line, grandma wishing your soul's at rest, but it's hard to digest with the size of the hole in your chest. I like it for multiple reasons. One, that same rhyming sequence I've been talking about. Rest, digest, chest. It's nice internal rhymes linked with the end rhyme and it flows so well together. And also just the image, like your grandma's praying for you and she hopes you're in a better place. But when she sees that fucking gaping hole in your torso, I mean, it's hard to imagine that you went and you were positive. All right, guys, let's talk about the final song. Saving, well, maybe not the best, but definitely one of the best for last. So this track was actually made by Swiss Beats when he was 16 years old and was his first record sale. He sold it to DMX to make this iconic anthem. DMX at first actually didn't want to even do the song. He thought it was too rocky rolly, but he got convinced into it and he put the song together in 15 minutes. He actually went home and wrote two more songs after the fact. He's not a huge fan of it, but he said he wouldn't change it because it is what it is. It was perfect for that time. But he considers the rhymes a little bit too simple, like ABC-like. So the song I want to talk about is... God damn it. Give me a moment, guys. I feel a little cotton-mouthed. Alright, let's finish this episode with this hype fucking track. So let's talk about the second verse of the song. I'm pretty much going to dissect the whole thing. The first punchline in this verse gives a shout out to Patrick Swayze in the movie Ghost. Is y'all crazy? I'll bust you and be Swayze. To be Swayze means to ghost someone, like disappear, just like Patrick Swayze did in the movie Ghost. So here he's saying, I'll shoot you and disappear into thin air. The second part, I mean, I love the fucking multi-syllable rhymes that he uses. Nosy people get it too. When you see me spit at you, you know I'm trying to get rid of you. Yeah, I know it's pitiful. Get it too. Spit at you. Rid of you. Pitiful. They all are multi-syllable rhymes back to back to back. This is just like a fucking iconic DMX move. So that's why his song sounds so goddamn amazing. For the next portion, DMX describes what he's going to do to people that he feels like are disrespecting him. That's how much get down. Watch my spit rounds. 
make y'all kiss ground just for talking shit clown. He's saying that we'll pull the guns out and have you guys laying on the floor with the faces down if we feel like you're talking shit or you're disrespecting my crew or if you think you can step up. Then he goes on to say, oh, you think it's funny? Then you don't know me, money. It's about to get ugly. Fuck it, dog. I'm hungry. As I mentioned before, well, when DMX is hungry or if he needs to be fed, because he's a jack boy, he's going to fucking kill you and take your shit. The final punchline I want to talk about describes a pretty interesting incident in DMX's life. I'ma pull capers. It's all about the papers. Bitches caught the vapors and now they want to rape us. When someone catches vapors, that's slang for someone catching the scent of money. DMX is saying here that, you know, women now all of a sudden smell this money off of me, so they're attracted to me. In 1988, Biz made a song called Vapors. Yeah, Biz Marquee, this guy. You, you got what I need, but you say he just a friend, and you say he just a friend. Oh, baby, you got what I need, but you say he just a friend, but you say he just a friend. Oh, baby, you got what I need, but you say. And the song went like this. He used to try to talk to this girl named Friend. The type of female with fly Gucci wear. With big truck jewelry and extensions in her hair. When Swan tried to kick it, she always best talking about, Baby, please, you work for UPS. Since he wasn't no type of big drug dealer, my man CJ Swan didn't appeal to her. But now he trucks golden with fly belly boots. Rough leather fashion and tough silk suits. Now she stopped fronting and wants to speak and be coming to all the shows every single weekend. To get his people number, she be begging, please. Dying for the day to get skis. She caught the vapors. She caught the vapors. And that rape part that DMX is talking about? Well, he's making reference to his baby mama, Monique Waynes. DMX said that Monique Waynes raped him while he was sleeping, and that's how she got pregnant. Monique Waynes sued DMX for defamation, and she was awarded $1.5 million because DMX failed to show up to court. Finally, guys, let me leave you with another fun fact. So I already told you that DMX was the first rapper in history to release two albums in the same year that went multi-platinum. The reason why DMX uses a dog is because it was his tool of choice to rob people. But finally, man, the dog references continue. I can't do it justice, so I'm going to play you a recording. And in the interview, 
Murder Mook, a legendary New York battle rapper, tells the story of DMX battling and how his dog would jump in and help ad lib the verse. I'm gonna give you a story, man. Let's go. Let's go. Exclusive. I'm unbutton this shit. So, I didn't, like, DMX real shit. I watched DMX. Shout out to my man, Den 10. Right. Ah, Shout out to Dick Tim. Growing up, DMX, he lived in around our hood. Like, they had uh, put him, put him like in his bed in the cup, you know, chill yeah. out for. Did he have dogs? He had his dog, okay. right? Boom, Continue. right? So, he battling on the corner now, mind you, battling all the niggas around me, right? Oh, no, he battled then? He battled then on the block, on 121st, right? 7th Avenue. Mm-hmm. I, see, I don't even understand how classic that is, but guess right? He battled him, and the nigga, he do some shit like, uh, um, falls to the right you. Uh, that's all I remember. The, the falls to the like you. Some falls to the like you. Be careful. Tapping my dog. She might bite you. And then the dog, he go, and then the dog go, he's like, no, no, look. And the dog, no, he said, the dog, she might bite you. Something with him. And then the dog growled. He's like, he's like, chill, ma. Let me get him. Okay, guys, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. It was a really special episode, so I hope you guys enjoyed it, and I hope you guys liked the way I formatted it. For next week, I am going to be talking about one of the punchline legends. I mean, you can put this dude's mixtapes or his songs against other rappers in terms of punchline after punchline after punchline, and I think this man might take the crown. Next week, we're talking about Wheezy F Baby, Lil Wayne's Carter Five. And the song I'm going to be talking about is Uproar. So once again, guys, thank you so much for listening to me. Thank you so much for subscribing. Thank you so much for following. And thank you so much for supporting. If you haven't done so already, please check me out on Spotify. Follow. Check me out on Twitter. Follow. And please check me out on YouTube. Subscribe. It's crazy to think that I'm already on episode 4 for season 2. But anyways, we'll get into that next week. For now, I'm your boy, Buddha Brad. The Lyrical Analyst, inspired by cannabis, and you are tuned into Earbuds. Peace. Y'all know his name? Hey, yo, Mac, ladies and gentlemen. C5. Wing time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zone, 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 zone. Let me see his shoulders work. I mean, I'm.